Hey, y'all. This is Erica Ringor, and you are listening to Monday Morning Critic Podcast. In the Wild West world of podcasting, there is one podcast that is authentic and genuine and continues to stand tall in its originality. Based on a passion for his guests, their work, and his love of podcasting, Derek Thomas and Monday Morning Critic Podcast get amazing, diverse, unique guests found nowhere else. The variety and quality are endless. There is something for everyone. Derek Thomas is the hero you deserve. He's a silent guardian, a watchful protector. Welcome to Monday Morning Critic Podcast. Here is Derek Thomas. Can I play? All right. You and Kelvin gives me and Jamal. Oh, man. He's a girl. Girls can't play no ball. Ball better than you. I'm going to be the first girl in the NBA. No, I'm going to be in the NBA. You're going to be my cheerleader. They play the same game. You don't start a bad attitude. No one's going to recruit you. I'm a ball player. With a jacked up attitude. They share the same dream. You'd love for him to play USC like you did, right? No, I'd love for him to get a good education. I don't know why I keep hoping you'll grow out of this tomboy thing. I won't. I'm a lesbian. (laughs) That's not funny. Damn. You don't look half bad. You either. How about a little one-on-one? What we playing for? I score, you strip. Take it off, take it off. Strip. All fan loving basketball, baby. There's only one way to be successful at anything, and that is to give everything. Coach has us on 11 o'clock curfew. I can stay a few more minutes. I'm sweating. I'm sorry. I don't have it easy like you are, right? There's no red carpet laid out for me. And ain't no way some soft freshman is taking my spot. Uh, Monica, hustle up, move it! You forgot to be there. If I stayed, I wouldn't be starting. Well, at least you got your priorities straight. Look, I'm entering a draft. I'm going pro. So that's it. Just forget about you and me. New Line Cinema presents a story about the passion it takes. I never knew anyone loved ball as much as you. To keep your dreams alive. I've loved you since I was 11, and it just won't go away. For these two. I'll play you. One game, one on one. A what? Your heart. All's fair in love and basketball. My next guest's filmography includes The Morning Show, The Powerful and Spectacular King Richard, and the iconic love in basketball. Welcome to the very lovely and talented Erica Ringor. I said it correctly, Erica, right? I did it? You did it. Okay. You did it. Okay. Uh, we're good. You're good with me now. So so off air, what we were talking about, um, you're doing some Christmas shopping, so I'm going to wish you a very early Merry Christmas. Thank um, you, too. And I want to be the first person to wish you, well, maybe maybe the first person, to wish you a happy early birthday, right? 1223. Yes, and you are the first person. Yeah, yeah. Thank and, you. And, and, yeah, and, and, and is it having a birthday that close to Christmas? Like, my mother was born on the 26th, so I feel like that... Uh, Having a birthday near Christmas, I feel like is just like obviously any birthday is 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 a is a great occasion, right? Uh, but yeah. but near Christmas, have we, gr- growing up, did you always find that it was kind of a you had relatives or friends double dip? So that's your Christmas gift and your birthday gift. Did you, did you ever have that? 
Yeah, well, you know what? My actually, my parents and like my grandparents, they always were really good about separating the two. Nice, because they knew how big of a deal birthdays were. So honestly, I might my friends might do that, but it depends on the gift. Like honestly, my parents are buying me the Apple Watch that I just got. So I, we're at the I'm at the age. They're like, look, just go buy it. Tell me how my dad's like. Tell me how much it was, and I'm about to put it back in your account. <laughs> so that's literally what I did. So um, it. I, and, and I know he has Christmas gifts for me, so it's never been a problem. It's actually great because the positive thing is everyone's in such a great mood. Yes. Yes. That's, that's <laughs> they're, a, such a, they're in a giving mood. So it's, it's a win-win for me. Yeah. Yeah. I get that point of it. I get that point of it. So before we go into your like wonderful acting career, um, you're, I thought I read somewhere where you're a fitness coach as well. Is there any truth to that? Oh, absolutely. Uh, that's Yeah. I also – Aside from acting, I'm a wellness coach with Herbalife Nutrition, Herbalife International, the nutrition company. But I've been a distributor with them for it'll be 10 years in March wow. that I've been with the company. Um, and, you know, I've met some of my best friends, lifetime friends. Um, I've been able to stay in shape, keep my family in shape. So it's just helping people. That's a huge part of, you know, who I am, even before being, you know, the big screen and all these things like I'm a. Humanitarian is, is, is like kind of what I call myself. Yeah. So, so just let me, I'm just out of curiosity. So say if I'm somebody that's interested in, in, in wanting to, you know, bring you along or, you know, mm-hmm. I, I want your, how does that work? How does that whole process work? Do I just like, are, are you like a coach with me the entire time? Are we communicating daily based on my diet, what I did for activity and, and workouts? How's that work, Erica? Yeah, it's it's literally you get me. Like when you get your products, I'm the only thing that doesn't come in the box. Wow. I'm I'm now your coach. Um and I I hold you accountable. I tell you the things you don't want to hear sometimes. You know, we it, it it's 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 cool because I love helping people, but I I like the fact that I've had so many I've honestly I've changed a lot of lives through the through Herbalife with nutrition and my movie career has helped my career there because people actually trust me. Like they know me from what they know me from, but I'm also very good at what I do when it comes to like coaching, accountability, you know, I have all types of nicknames. So literally if someone's interested, they just reach out to me um, on, on Instagram or email. And they're thinking, a lot of people think because I'm an actor and who I am that they're like, well, can I email you? I'm like, yeah, what are you trying to do? You trying to lose weight? Like what are we trying to do? <laughs> and they're like, oh my gosh, the girl from Love and Basketball, but that she's also my health coach. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I have, I have, yeah, I have a lot of clients off Instagram that I've never met and we've come, you know, become friends, um, you know, through, through that. So yeah, if anybody's interested, just reach out to me and, and, and I'm yours. So let me ask you this, this last thing on, on, on fitness and, and wellness and, and coaching and so forth. So, you know, the rock on occasion will, will post a picture on his cheat day of like these huge pancakes. Like he <laughs> loves these pancakes. <laughs> What's, what's your cheat day, uh, Eric? Or, or if you don't have a cheat day, what's your one meal or, or, or snack that you absolutely like crave? I know I have friends that love peanut butter that are fitness people. Like what, what's your, mm-hmm. what's your cheat day or your guilty pleasure? My guilty pleasure is a large thin crust pineapple square cut pizza. Wow. You, I gotta say <laughs> you are a pineapple on a pizza person as well. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, and, and if I feel like it, I'll do like green pepper, pineapple. I don't do a lot of meat, but, um, not on my pizza. I usually just get vegetables, but 
you just give me one of those and and then sit me in front of a Laker game, you can just leave me alone and I'll be fine. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Um, so you, you know, as you're as you're kind of you, you progress in life, right? Um, mm-hmm. I know you go to Cal State Long Beach. Um, you, you major in um, a drama and technical yes. film. Uh, could you explain to me, Erica, what technical film is? The technical film, I took like lighting classes um, behind the scenes. I took I oh, took nice. a really interesting like film history class about um, like wh- where certain films came from and like genres. Um, but the technical part comes from like more of the lighting production part. Because I'm also, you know, interested in directing. So, you know, that it, it just was interesting to me. So it just it was just something to keep me like well rounded. Like I was like, I want to touch on everything. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. It does. <clears throat> um, you, you know, and what, what is, I, I believe you find your passion for acting in high school. What was it a movie, Erica? Was it a performance? I mean, cause you've done some off, you know, uh, you know, on stage work as well. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you have a really strong um, filmography and resume. So, so mm-hmm. what, what moment was it that, that you, it was like, it really clicked for you where you're like, you know what? I, I can do this. I can do it for a living too. Uh, you know what? I didn't do anything in high school as far as theater because I went to a small high school um, called St. Bernard's High School. It's like in, in Playa del Rey, California. Mm-hmm. It's right off the runway of LAX. So anybody that takes takes off it on LAX going towards the ocean, if you look to your right, you got to be on the right side of the plane. There's a little brick high school. Like you see this little brick building in a football field. That's my high school. So we, it was, it was small. So we didn't have a a drama department. I was really into sports, but I got discovered in college in in my woman's studies class. And, you know, I was very outspoken, very opinionated because that's just my personality. And a girl came up to me after class, her name is Monica. And she was like, have you ever thought about doing theater? And I said, yeah, I said, it's funny. I want to be an actress, but I've never done anything. I've never even pursued a class. I've never done a play. And she's like, well, why don't you come over with me? I want you to come with me to the theater department. I just want to show you around and introduce you to some people. And that literally is where it all started as far as like me taking it very seriously and knowing that I had to study my craft. And, you know, like most actors now, the OGs know, and there might be some like generation, like X ones that know, but like, like actors start on stage. Like yeah. the, the Denzel's started on stage, you know, the Meryl Streep's, they started on stage in theater. And I'm so blessed to be able to have trained, um, you know, Long Beach State has a very, very good theater department. Steven Spielberg uh, actually got kicked out of the film department at, at Long Beach State. It was a funny story. And then he went on to USC and then, of course, you know, changed the world in film. So really strong department. And it just... When I when I started, I just I never stopped. I took Shakespeare like Shakespeare was probably the the funnest class I've ever taken. And I got to perform it. And it, it was like so interesting because I understood it like I was interested. And I was like, man, it, it's if you don't understand Shakespeare, you're like, ah, what is all that gibberish? But when you understand the words and the context, it's really amazing writing. Yeah. yeah. So I was able to, to experience all that in college. And, and then I did my first play um, my junior year, which was for colored girls who considered suicide when the rainbow is enough by Shakes Chenge. And it was, I can't even explain the experience, but it literally like it's set the tone for me to like 
have the courage to go to Hollywood and just, you know, jump in with everybody else. Yeah, and, and you bring up a great point, a lot of great points in that. Um, you know, I don't know how anybody can become an actor, Erica, and not have stage work. Like, to me, it's like, you know, if you're an athlete, you would, you, you would think you'd have the background in that sport. Like, if you're not on right. stage, how do you skip that part? Like, that's such a right. vital piece, you know? It, well, the, with social media, just the way, like, with online stuff like YouTube and people doing their own stuff like skits. Like, I have people say, oh, I'm funny. I think I'm funny. I think I'm going to be an actor. And, and it's like, it used to be a slap in my face. I'm like, do you understand what it even takes? Like, do you understand the craft or are you just being funny? Right. And then, but now that I look at it, like, it's not even that people aren't funny, but I'm like, to, to, to get onto the network shows, like you have to be trained. So now you can get into an acting class, which are now, you know, more prevalent, you know, they're everywhere now. You can take a workshop for a month and, and, and get your chops up or whatever it is, you know, but like I was like, I need to go to school for this because I want to be really good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want yeah. longevity. Yeah. You know, so, but it, not saying you can't, but nowadays people, it's, it's definitely not the same. Yeah. So you, you, you and I are definitely same generation. Um, yes. Is, is there um, like when you were younger, middle school, maybe earlier, a movie, an actor, something that you watch where you're like, God, that's just, that's, I love it. You know, it, it's something that really boosted your love for acting. He, yeah, you're you're actually gonna laugh, but he he's my favorite actor, and he has been. I have other favorites, but like he was the number one, Eddie Murphy, oh, Be- Beverly Hills Cop. Yes, good call. That movie, like that movie, I I'll watch it now if it's on. Sometimes I'll just turn it on to laugh, but he's so brilliant. And I, you know, like people don't know this, but I love comedy. Like I'm really silly and goofy. Right. Like I want to do comedy. And it, it, it might be like a modern family type comedy, like kind of dry, witty. I'm not really sitcom half hour, but like, you know, I could, I could, you know, I could hold my own. I, I so yeah. So Eddie Murphy, Beverly Hills Cop. Ah, oh, good call. Good call. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you're a very beautiful mix of African-American and Filipino. Do I have that right, uh, Erica? Yes. Afri- well, African-American, Filipino and white. Okay. My, my, Dad's mom is Caucasian, so, so yes. So, do you find with a, with a with a with a really beautiful blend like that? Does that open up more doors? Right? Can you can you play parts of other ethnicities? Do you find that that's the case, or what's your take on that when it comes to roles and, and your background and parts you're reading for? Yeah, it actually it benefits me like in commercials. Um, I, well, you know what? It's I don't know because me being able to play multiple um, nationalities. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it helps. So I, I would say, yeah, because it, it doesn't keep me in one category. Uh, if, if that makes sense. Yeah. Perfect sense. Perfect sense. Um, mm-hmm. w- when you were at Cal state, what do you learn, uh, Eric, outside of the stage work, what did you really learn about yourself going through that program? Cause I believe it's a really prestigious program. Um, what, mm-hmm. did, what did you learn about yourself? Um, while you were there? <clears throat> Honestly, I learned at the end that I was actually really, I was pretty good. I didn't, I didn't really believe I was as good as what people were saying. And I think after I did my first play and I really held my own, that being my first play, and it was such a huge play, like it was actually one of the highest grossing plays at Long Beach State, like since they've been doing plays at the theater. Um, so after that, I, I just had a, I got a boost of confidence, which, which is why I went straight into doing all the extra work and, you know, so I would say that I was good at what I do. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I want to touch on two movies before before I let you go here. Um, and I'll go in reverse order. Uh, I have to say, I saw King Richard, and I saw it at the theater. Eric, I I don't watch stuff at home. If I can, if I can go to the theater, it's ninety nine percent what I do at the time. Um, I have to say, people were applauding at that at the end of that movie. I mean, to me, that is the ultimate sign of a, of a performance, right? When people in a theater. I mean, people were like laughing. People were talking to the screen. People were, you know, <laughs> crying. It was like it was just, and, and it's one of the big reasons why I go to the movies, right? Because I love to see people moved like that. Um, mm-hmm. But I have to say, King Richard, one of the best movies of the year by far. Mm-hmm. I agree, and not even because I'm in it, but like when I read the script, I was like, whoa, literally, whoa. I was like, and what here. So how many? Um, how many? Did you hear people calling me bad names? Did it, with how many? Yeah, yeah that, that was. Yeah, there was okay. a lot of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mrs. Strickland was not very popular. Mrs. Strickland was not yeah. very popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I. <laughs> I, I knew that was going to happen. No, I just. It, and I'm. It's like the movie was so inspiring. Like reading the script, I was like, "Oh man, like this is going to be big." And then when I actually got on set. I was like, wow, this is going to be big. And then when I actually saw it, I was like, wow, this is actually act as far as like the chemistry with the cast and everything. You know, I was like, wow, this is we're going to be at the Oscars. Yeah, I said that. I was like, we'll, we'll be at the Oscars with this one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, Will Smith has such a beautiful way of capturing the essence of mm-hmm. a person, right? Um, mm-hmm. did, did you have experience running? Because I, I know in other interviews you've mentioned that Will Smith was at the Love and Basketball premiere. Do you know mm-hmm. him before getting cast for this role? Well, okay, so we have the same acting coach. Oh, okay. And he, he's he been Aaron Spizers, who we both study with. I've been with Aaron over 20 years. He's been with Aaron over 20 years. Aaron um, coached, He it was the main project that Aaron coached him on was um, Pursuit of Happiness and Muhammad Ali. Yeah. So he, he doesn't go anywhere without Aaron. Like when he's on, you know, wherever he wherever he's filming, Aaron is close by. And, you know, he also has close relationships with the producers. So Will actually produced the soundtrack for Love and Basketball. Him and Jada did. Wow. And so they were at the premiere. Yeah. Um, and then I saw Will in class when I was at Aaron's class. He came in and he spoke to the class for about four hours about his experience in pursuit of happiness and how he prepared for it. And it's probably one of the most powerful, like, as an actor, just hearing him after I watched it, like, just his process. So... Will and I, honestly, because of Aaron, our process is the same. Right. Like how he breaks down characters, like the things that he does to prepare. Like I go all in when I'm preparing and so does he. So it was just, you know, being on set with him and Aaron on the side while we're filming. Like I'm standing in front of Will Smith. Like I was like, oh, my God. Like it's just me and Will. And and our coach is on the left over there watching. I was like, this this is probably one of the best times you know experiences of my life just full circle and just being grateful for everything and for aaron too so, right erica to see to see two he, people he's he, worked with that's a that's a proud he was moment so too. proud yeah he was so he was really really proud he was so happy for me like you know will has his success but he was just like he was so happy yeah <laughs> and, I, and i was happy so it was just it was a great moment 
Yeah, what what a killer cast too. Um, you know, Man. Richard Williams wasn't perfect, but he definitely mm-hmm. wanted the best for for Venus and Serena and for his kids. Um, you know, and and the the what I really took away from this movie, one of the many things is just the road he goes down. Right, the the people involved. It's just it's just such a like I said, the journey's filled with like a lot of great moments, but there's also mm-hmm. you know he really does get roughed up both mentally and physically. It's just mm-hmm. sometimes it's tough to watch too, Erica. You know, somebody go through that. Yeah. And he was, and, and not just by other people, but he also, he was beating himself up more than anybody. Yes. Yeah. That's what I, and I was just, so like, he was already having that inner struggle and then people kicking you while you're down. Like, I, I never thought he was a bad dude. Like, I didn't really know him, but I knew what he was doing for his daughters. And at first they were trying to compare him to like Joe Jackson, which I didn't think was fair or whatever. But I'm like, no, this man, these are, they're young, two black girls from Compton. They don't have it like everybody else. You know what I mean? Especially like, when in the nineties, that was my time. Like that's when I was, you know, I'm the same age as them. I think we're both, we're in the forties. I think Venus 40 or Venus is 44. So like when they were that age, like that's the time I was growing up. So I'm from Los Angeles. So where they grew up, like I knew where that was. So I knew how, you know, I know how hard it was there. Entering a predominantly like white sport like that. Yeah. and, And the movie, it's so on point, just, people's reactions and like it's true like some people are like oh my god that's not nice but yeah that's the hard truth of where we you know the country we live in it is what it is yeah you know and i just he navigated them through all the bullshit and was like look here's the plan and this is what we're gonna we're gonna keep hold to the plan and now you know serena is the best tennis player to ever play tennis in the history of the sport yeah, and, and like I said, there, there's a lot of a lot of great moments. He's traveling in the RV, mm-hmm. but there's a great moment between you and and, and Will, um, where where he talks <laughs> talks about wanting to go see your your daughter on the street corner. It was a great yeah. kind of exchange. Um, mm-hmm. How do you like playing a character like Miss Strickland? Like, um, you know, you, you've had you're a working actor, which is like which most people would give their left arm in acting schools mm-hmm. to be in a position that you're in. Um, mm-hmm. So what, what um, you, you know, is it is it is it tough playing a character like this? Do you love playing that? I don't want to say evil, but I don't know. It, not, mean. Not, She's the feisty one. I always play the bad girl. They didn't They didn't like me in Love and Basketball, and I was like, they're really not going to like me in this one. Well, see, I'm, I'm going to talk to you about that one because I, I, I want to disagree with that one. But, like, the, this one, I feel like she was just – do you, did you, did you take is, – is it more fun to play a character like this? Yes, it is. It's, I mean – I, the thing is, I wasn't trying to be mean. That's like this. This woman was real. She like everything that happened. There was a you know one of the Williams sisters was on set consulting the whole time. So everything that was written, everybody th- these were real real situations. Wow. And th- this woman across the street really did call CPS on them because she thought he was being too rough. Like, and they they wanted they gave me the note of who she was. And what's funny is that this audition, I literally auditioned for it. Let's say I got it the next day. So let's say I auditioned for it like Monday at like 4 p.m. My manager called me at 8.30 the next morning, not telling me that I had a call back, but telling me um, they want to book me. She was like, you're booked. And I was like, wait, what? Wow. I was like, I just auditioned like yesterday. She goes, girl, I know. And I was like, okay. She said, but they have some notes for you. The Williams and the Williams family and the director watched your tape and they have some notes, but they like you. They just... And she, the note was, they wanted me to be less ghetto. 
because they told me to come really ghetto. So I just went over the top <laughs> and I just went, you know, I went for it. Like yeah. the way I walked in, yep. everything. Yep. And they were like, we loved it. Can she, br- can she bring it back? And I was like, of course I can. And so I went back in for the callback and um, they told me same day. They were like, we, we would love to book you for this role. So I just... I feel like this was just meant for me. Yeah, and I was I was so, I was so happy to see you on screen. Like whenever I have somebody whose work I love, like yours, and I see somebody doing well for themselves, and I saw you in that part, I was like, I was just so happy for you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. So, so um, we talked about how you're you're a traditional actor. You know, we talk about stage and so forth. Uh, I know mm-hmm. this movie, King Richard, um, a lot of early on, especially because of COVID, there was the table reads were via Zoom, right? Does that yeah. does that mess with your process at all? And tell me what those were like. Those table reads via Zoom. Well, actually, I filmed King Richard three the week before they shut the country down. So I filmed that in March of 2020. Okay. I filmed Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. That, those are my days. And then the next Wednesday, the country was shut down. Wow. Wow. So I, I literally did the morning show. All the, all the shows that I did, I did them literally within two months of the shutdown. It wow. was crazy. Wow. I was working. I was, I was very busy. And I guess this is why, because... Now everything is coming out at once, which is, is a great thing. Uh, do, do you, did you, um, growing up, did you know somebody like Miss Strickland? Because I can tell you, I definitely have a neighbor right now that's like Miss Strickland, where they put their noses in places they probably shouldn't. <laughs> um, do, did you know, I, did you know a Miss Strickland growing up? I did. I no, I didn't have one of those because um, my mom. We lived in an apartment, so we had we had nice neighbors. Like the landlord was like almost my godmother. Like we were really good friends. So I'm trying to think of my neighbors. No, nothing really that I noticed, but I do know like family members who, or friends who've had those people. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Yeah. And you know, I, I want to end the interview with a few questions on love and basketball. I mean, this is a timeless sure. classic. I mean, the more that, I mean, this started off super popular Erica and I feel like mm-hmm. it's the momentum has not stopped. It's gotten, it's gotten, mm-hmm. it's increased. Um, you know, I can think of other, the trick here is romance and sports, right? Because other movies mm-hmm. have done it. The cutting edge, karate kid, Jerry Maguire, Cinderella man, but I feel like when people make their list, this one goes to number one immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But 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 what I want to talk about here is um, it's it's your debut, but it's also Gina Prince uh, by the Woods debut, who's just a phenomenal mm-hmm. director. I mean, she just mm-hmm. is. She's really good. Um, mm-hmm. we'll talk about your getting this role and um, working with her because she's so freaking gifted. She's so talented, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Gina, yeah. <sighs> Love and basketball is like a fairy tale, but to keep it short, um, working with her is amazing um, because she's a basketball player. And it's kind of, it wasn't her life, but like some of the story in it was true. She she loves basketball because even after we finished the movie, me, her, and like a few of the girls, we would go to her house every weekend and we would play like two on two, three on three. Like we would play at her house. Yeah. And it was just something we did after the movie. So... Um, I also worked with Gina and Beyond the Lights that she did. I had a small role. She actually called, and it, it weren't that there weren't that many roles, but she was like, "I want you to be a part of it." So if you're open, you know, can you play this role? So oh, nice. Just, yeah. So it's just, she's just cool. Like she, you know, she's she's very grounded. Um, she's very good at what she does. Um, very good at what she does. And yeah, I mean, I think I think she's amazing, and and I do look forward to to working with her. So, but the process was very easy. Like the set was comfortable. I was in my lane. It was basketball. Like I was playing basketball six days a week when I actually got the role. I mean, I was playing recreation. I was playing in my gym and I was also playing like outdoors. I had a park that I would go to 
and we literally would play all day long. Mm. So I was already in the love and basketball mind mindset when I got it. I was 23 in the best shape of my life. You know, I was acting, I was, you know, trying to, I was, I had done my, you know, paid my dues. I went to school. I was doing all this extra work. I had met people, networked. I'd done a few independents, but nothing, you know, nothing like love and basketball. So when that fell in my lap, I didn't honestly didn't really know how to handle it. Like I was like, whoa. And it did get popular after it came out. Like it was big in theaters, but once it was out of theaters and back then when it went to DVD, that's when I was really getting people like where I couldn't really like walk anywhere without somebody recognizing me. So that's why I was like, man, this movie, I'm like, okay, it's like, it's getting bigger word of mouth. And then BET plays it or VH1 plays it. So it it gets so much airplay even to this day, you know, they'll have like a marathon of love and basketball. So when you recognize like that, Erica, when you recognize like that and people see you, mm -hmm. uh, do, do, Mm -hmm. do, do most people give you your privacy and your space? Like, are they respectful of, of you as a human being versus, you know, sometimes I feel like when, just talking to other actors and directors, like mm-hmm. sometimes fans almost feel like they own celebrities. Like mm-hmm. they like, and, and I kind of feel like it's unhealthy. Do you feel like in your experiences, mm-hmm. people have been respectful for to you? Yeah, they've been respectful to me. They, like I, there's never been, I mean, sometimes they can, you know, people are excited and they just don't realize they're not aware. And I just, I'm like, it's cool. Like without them, you know, there is no us. So yeah. I'll take a picture or sign an autograph or, like, I'm going to FaceTime my mom. That's your favorite movie. Can you talk to my mom? Like, I'll do stuff like that. I, I do that all the time. So it's not a big deal. I, I, it made me happen a couple times where, like, I'm eating. I, I remember eating with my mom one time, and somebody came up and asked me for a picture. But it wasn't even that they asked me. It was that they didn't say, excuse me, or I'm sorry to bother you. They were like, hey, excuse me. And they were kind of rude. So I was like, no, you know, I'm not doing that right now. But, yeah, you yeah. know, thanks for the love. <laughs> but it, it, I, that doesn't happen a lot. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, overall, it's it's cool. Yeah, and, and I, I mean, this is your your debut, which is unbelievable. And I remember, I remember at the, I was at the theater. I saw Sidra come on the screen. I, I mean, beauty, stunning, like great actors. Aww. For this to Thank be your you. first, for this to be your like first role, like people were in love with them, you know, with you know, um, a lot of the other characters. I'm like, for me, it was all about Sidra, and I don't think she, <laughs> I don't think she was like uh, bad in. Anyway, she would have done exactly, and I'll, I'm just, that, that, I'll end the interview with talking about that. But for this to be your debut film, and for you to be this good, I mean, that's kind of impressive, right? Not many people have a debut film like this, right? Does right, that moment right. ever catch you, Erica? Is that do you ever realize you're in that moment? Yes, all the time. I always, I just thank God every time I think about it because Gina kind of told me how many other people auditioned for this role. She held role up. Uh, she held auditions in New York. Chicago, Atlanta, Los Angeles. There were a couple like names that she offered the role to. They just couldn't play basketball. And then the basketball players couldn't act. So if I it, like how I got this role is a whole other podcast. But like, yeah. that's what th- this one was for me. There was, this wasn't for anybody, but for Erica Ringor. Mm-hmm. And I can just the way it unfolds and the way it happened. I was like, okay. So every day, you know, when people come up to me, they're like, I'm so sorry. I don't want to bother you. But you were my favorite movie. I'm like, no, I appreciate you. Come on, let's take a picture. 
that's uh, literally how I how I handle it. So. Yeah, that that's fantastic. Uh, two final questions for you. Um, the, the first of which is, you know, we talk about Sidra whether she was a good person. I, I do. I mean, I think anybody would have reacted that way to a freshman. I mean, how she mm-hmm. goes about it, you could debate that. But my favorite, right. scene, but my favorite scene in the whole movie, Erica, is when they meet when her and Monica meet up in Europe, and she and Monica mm-hmm. kind of gets a sense of where she was coming from. Right? They both have come full circle in their mm-hmm. lives. They both have been through so much. I really mm-hmm. love that scene. For me, it's the scene of the movie. Oh, uh, at the in, in the restaurant when that yes, the, yes, the, I, I, I love trophy on the table. Yes, <laughs> they, they they have this moment of mm-hmm. like, there's no BS. It's just like mm-hmm. this is who we are. I just love that mm-hmm. scene. Thank you, thank you. Um, I should know that. I've never thought about it like that. Like I knew it was it was a good scene and it was their moment, but. Now that you say that, when I think about it, it's like, yeah, you're right. I never really thought about it. Yeah, that they way. Go, it's kind of like I don't want to be over the top here, but it's kind of like a healing moment, right? It's it's like okay, these yeah. two have had history, but it's like mm-hmm. they they both have, like I said, they've both both have been through own, their own versions of hell uh, of adversity, and they kind of come together. And I really love that scene. Uh, my last question for you is: um, Spike Lee is the producer. For those listening, um, do you yeah. find that? Um, was Spike Lee always telling Gina, um, not always, was he Was he contributing daily to Gina, you know, hey, try this or try that? Or was it like, Gina, this is your ship, you captain it, captain it the way you want to do it? How was Spike yeah. involved in that? It, well, he, it was, so him and his partner, Sam Kitts, Sam Kitts um, was actually working with Gina. He was in one of my callbacks. So him and Gina were the, one work, were the ones working together. Spike may have talk to her i don't know you know but being that he was a part of it she may you know have talked to him but she was working closely with sam kids but then you know of course i didn't i don't even really remember seeing sam on set maybe a couple times but it was gina's show they trusted her yeah. like it was her baby you know and they just let her go which i'm glad they did uh eric what's erica what's around the corner for you as far as projects what's going on i, I mean you, like i said you're a working actor which is against almost 99.9 percent of people who can't make a living acting which is amazing that you're doing it um it's right. hard to do it's, a, it's an achievement in itself what's around the corner for you um right now i'm i'm preparing for pilot season so i just got all my new footage you know sent that over to my manager so just i've been auditioning a lot and i'm very particular about my roles so some stuff I turn down so I, I do you know I'll get a few auditions but there's some I'm like you know I, I just have to be selective um right now I have the things I have airing um I have you on Netflix I'm in the the series season three series one uh episode one yep and morning show and right now um on the verge which is also on Netflix um so just right right now that um and just auditioning and, you know, sticking and moving like like I always do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unbelievable actor. I appreciate and love your work. Merry Christmas. Happy birthday. And enjoy your Apple Thank Watch, you. Erica. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate this. Um, your questions are amazing. Thank you so much for this. I I, I enjoyed it. Thank you for listening to Derek Thomas and Monday Morning Critic Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, you can also connect with Monday Morning Critic on Instagram and Facebook, MDM Critic on Twitter, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever podcasts are found. All episodes available, www.mmcpodcast.com.